Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Try me, you don't need a cheap code. Conte is who I be to you, it's Mr. Hero. Legendary adversary, flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan, I got dragon balls, I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing out. Put me on the map, one up game is who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief, epic to say the least. Conte the hero, better etch that in your memory. And so the one up gaming for the show I'll come take the hero is really gonna show up David here, One Up Gaming. This is episode 377 of the One Up Gaming podcast. So this week we're just going to roll through some stuff really quick, really easy. Um, as always, we're sponsored by Games Inspired Music. With this, you can stream it, buy it. 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play Charity. And <clears throat> you can also buy our first 100 podcasts. And that's available at audiobooksontape.com. And one pound of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK charity. Also, we'd like to mention the fact that Joe Dowling has a book out, The Outrunners. Please buy this. Um, subscribe to it if you're on the Amazon Kindly Store thing. But good little book, good read, recommended. Try to think what else. I was just like a bit, a bit snookered. Uh, I guess I'll mention the fact that we do have a code to give away for EA Sports FC 24 and this is an Xbox code so all you need to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel leave a comment just put like anything to do with football or anything like that leave a comment subscribe to the YouTube channel and we'll give these this away as soon as we can so when are we now? End of November, so maybe another week, and then we'll give this code away. So beginning of December, we will give this away. So all you need to do, subscribe to the YouTube channel, comment on any of our videos, and I'll write these down, put them into a hat, and we will give one of these away. So without further ado, I think we'll go into a quick break, and we'll go into the games being played this week. So back in a couple of seconds. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Hello, Andy. This is Colin. I won't be able to get in tonight. 
Still Dave, it's still What Up Gaming, still episode 377 of the What Up Gaming podcast. So this is the part where we're going to go through the games being played this week. So I will say that the two games we've been playing for the last few months, EA Sports FC 24, I've been playing that the career mode, create your own little player, so I've created myself, tried to model it on me as best as I could, which I'm rubbish at, and I started off as a wing back, and... You start off quite really low, like level score sort of thing. Um, I think I was about a 60, that kind of range. And as you play games, get better scores, get better passing abilities, get better. Uh, you actually do the, the grindy stuff where you actually select all your stats that you want to improve. Speed, stamina, passing, shooting, tackling, heading, determinate, all that kind of malarkey. And I've made my man's now up to like a level 73-ish. And I think I've gone into like a, the next colour card. So it's good. It's a good little game. I've enjoyed playing this game. It is just FIFA. It's the, exactly the same, but they're just taking the branding out. It is just the next FIFA game. I will say we do have a um, FC24 code to give away. So all you need to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel and leave a comment on any of our videos uh, make it a footbally comment just so we know that you're talking about the game and then we'll look at giving this away in the first week of December so EA Sports FC24 Xbox code leave a comment on any of our videos about football and subscribe to the YouTube channel and then we will look at giving this away first week of December next game we played is Forza Motorsport. Now, I love a good realistic racing game, and when I say that, I mean I love the like the console version of a realistic racing game, which it looks real, but it's that underlining arcade sim. You know, it's got much more grip, much more like tractiony feel, motion, all that sort of stuff. And I think Forza nails it. It's got the great feel, the great look, and it just it's a great game to play. And I really, really am enjoying the new version of Forza Motorsport. So <clears throat> moving on to the other games played this week, and that is EA Sports UFC 5. Now, I will admit, when the 360 version of the Knockout Kings came out, was it Knockout Kings? Can't remember now. But the boxing game that came out on that, uh, it looked stunningly good. It looked amazing. And then that slow-mo knockout punch that happened, it was so dramatic. It was so timeless with a game. It was just perfect. And I think the next set of games that came out with the boxing franchise, the Knockout Kings um, sort of games, I just feel as though that the impact of the punches kind of like got diminished as it went yes the graphics looked better yes it worked played better yes it looked cleaner and all this i just didn't have the fun as the old game and unfortunately i've got to say the same with the ufc 5 and i didn't even know they'd done this many ufc games but it looks stunning it plays really well i love the, the this sort of game I've never been a big fan of when you get onto the mat and you're rolling around, you have to try and get on top of them and all that kind of stuff. 
but when you're on your feet, hitting, kicking, I love the, the gameplay, I love the feel of the game, and the graphics are simply stunning. It just suffers with that one problem of when you're hitting and kicking, it just doesn't have the same impact of what you assume when you're hitting a, a person. But other than that, it is a brilliant game. I, I really did have fun playing this. So next up, we have to talk about Sociable Soccer. Now, this is a game I've been excited about for about four years now. And I will admit, I know John, John Hare, who was like one of the designers and basically he's like one of the um, people who originated with Sensible Software and so he's like known for Sensible Soccer, Cannon Fodder, Megalomania, those amazing games, like my childhood in a tee and well you can see I've got a John Hare t-shirt on, I've got a, a cap which has got a John Hare signature on and these are the things that we sell on our Etsy store or on our website. So just go to Etsy and search One Up Gaming, and we've got over 200 designs, and these are some of the designs we've got. But I will say this: Social Soccer 24. The I played it a little bit when it came out uh, as an exclusive on the Apple Arcade, and when I say a little bit, I played. It's on, I borrowed a girlfriend's iPad at the time and I played it and played it and played it and I really, really enjoyed it. And now that it's actually been re sort of like done up onto the PC now, so the game is up on PC and there will be Xbox, Switch, PS4, PS5, those sort of games coming. Um, I, I believe the Switch version's coming next month. And the other versions are coming early next year. And I will say, I love how the game feels. The speed, the fluidity of the passing, the movement. It just feels good. Do you know, it's you get some of these other like arcade games where the passing and the movement just doesn't feel good. It might look amazing, but it just doesn't feel good. This game, the, the movement, the feeling of the play-by-play the -play is really good. Graphics, not the best, but they're functional and they're clear and they've got a style to them. And I really like that style. And I, I just have to say that you play the game, you enter like competitions, you have to get so many stars to progress to the next level. And I'm just enjoying working my way through. I, I love this game. It's a great game. We have a review up on our website. So go to wantgaming.co.uk and look for the PC section and there'll be a review of Social Soccer on there. And yeah, it's probably the best game I've played this week. And it's going to go into my reckoning for Game of the Year lists. And what can I say? I'm a sucker. I, I love this game. I love the fact it's very similar to the Apple Arcade game, slight tweaks, slight upgrades. Some people will be a bit upset, but when you think about it, there was Sensible Soccer that came out, and it wasn't for another like four or five years before we got to Sensible World of Soccer. And hopefully, if things progress and they make money and it sells and it plays well and it gets updates, then in the next couple of years, they will be able to do a sociable world of soccer 
where they will add those features in. But at the moment, it is just a simple, fast-paced arcade soccer game. And it's amazing. I love it. It's so good. So next up, we have the Invincible. And this game, I had no idea what it was. I loved the, the, the cover or the art for the app sort of art. And when I actually got the game, so I think I got it to review. Uh, I didn't know what it was or how the game played. I quickly played it on the PC. Uh, I will be playing it through Boostroid. But when I played the game on PC, like my PC is a dinosaur of a PC. It will not even upgrade to Windows 11. That's how bad my PC is. And I was playing the game. It's a first person narrative driven. You're marooned on a new world, new planet and you have to try and figure out the mystery of what's happened and i will say that it's amazing i love this sort of game very much story focused very much um narrative um puzzle it's just a really good little game unfortunately i got about 20 minutes into the first playthrough and my pc decided to die and it just turned itself off and unfortunately that was that. Um, so I will be playing it through Boostroid and getting more info on that now because Boostroid is a great service and it'll play on my old crappy PC. So we're going to the next game. So the next game we played was Burn Feito. Now I do apologize if I'm getting the name wrong. Um, but I really should have Googled this before I thought when I'm looking at the, the game name. What is springing to my mind? It looks like a 3DS Game Boy Advance style game in 3D, but it's got a very basic pixelated style to it. It looks like a, a Pokemon style graphics, like that sort of viewpoint. And you wake up, you have to go onto your computer or whatever, you have to go to the fridge and look at the tasks, do little tasks, go back to bed, next day do the same sort of thing. But then he adds more tasks to it and there's it's like go get the the shovel and get the get the vegetables picked go pick up the apples put them in the basket then it says um introduce your friend to water or go for a swim or something like that and it's such a creepy little game your friend's like a, a fire you know, it's like a little flame and you go walk near the pond and you take one step, then your little friend goes one step towards the pond. You take another step, he takes another step and the guy's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And you take another step and he falls into the pond and it's just so creepy how it's made, but I loved it. I love this sort of thing. Then you go into the sewers and you have to do more things there and I was so captivated and gripped and I had to do the next thing, the next day, the next day. And it is such a good little game. I really enjoyed this. It's weird puzzle. It's like an Animal Crossing. It's like a Pokemon. It's just weird with a capital Wii. But it was good. I really, really enjoyed it. Fun little game. Highly recommend it. Great. Um, then the next game that we played this week was Nickelodeon. Try and say that again. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. 
Now, I can't even remember the first game, but this one, I've only really played the single player sort of like side of it, where you start off with SpongeBob SquarePants and there's Patrick. Patrick gets taken, the person's talking to SpongeBob saying, if you want to save your friend, you've got to go through the portal. So you go through and you spawn in the arena with people to fight. Uh, I think Patrick's being mind controlled, so you have to defeat Patrick to get the mind control off. Then you and Patrick become playable characters and you move on. And then you start fighting other people. So, and it, I mean, I've never been a big fan of this style of fighting game. I much prefer like the Street Fighter, the Tekken, the Virtua Fighter, those style of games where um, it's Twitch-based, button, skill-based games. I generally find in these sort of games, a lot of the time, yes, you can have skill, but a lot of the time, you twiddle buttons and thumbsticks and things, and random things happen. It looks amazing on screen, but it's just random gameplay that's happening. This game played well. It looked good. Sometimes the moves didn't work as well as I wanted when I was doing the moves, but it looks good. It's got, it's got all the sounds. It's got all the voice actors in. And the story was interesting enough to keep you going. And I'd have a guess the single player is where you go and you'll slowly unlock all the other characters as you go through the story. And it's it's a fun little game. It's a fun little platform beat em up or whatever you want to call them. It's like Smash Brothers, that style of game. And for me, it's probably as good as Smash Brothers. It just might not have the kudos of all the Smash Brothers characters in there. So the next game we played was Dungeon 4, or is it Dungeons 4? It might be Dungeons 4. I can't remember Dungeons 1, 2 or 3. Um, this one again played on the Xbox, um, again got it sent to review. Been playing through the first sort of section and I really enjoyed the game. The, your, it's from what it, from when it loads up, I love the voice acting, I love the storyboarding, I love the the animations. And it sounds as though you're an evil person coming to destroy your brother and families and stuff and take over the, the kingdom. And it's done with a British comedy twist. So bear that in mind. It, you just might not click with the humour of the game, but I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really a good game. Uh, very much similar to like the Diablo top-down action role-playing game style. It was just fun. I really enjoyed it. Graphically good, smooth. Uh, you walk up to an area, it like expands the view so you can see what's happening more. Um, with the, is it the fog of war sort of like views and that. It, it, it was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. Really good little game. And then the next game we played, I mean, I'm going to get the names wrong again. Teoceda and... A stigma. Now, I do apologize if I've got the names wrong. It's like a budget release with two indie games built in. I think they were both like horror puzzle sort of games. One, it's like a Pac-Man style game, that sort of view and gameplay. You can only move up, down, left, right, and then you leave like a trail behind you, and you can't go back over the trail once you've gone through. Or you can go over it once, but then not back again. And you have to dodge things and do things. And that was quite fun. Then the next one was more of a like a platform game. 
but you can alter the gravity and things and go up on the walls and put blocks and things, leave like decoys there and it's a 2D, very much pixelated sort of game, looks amazing, played really well, both of them played really well, maybe a little bit simple, I'm not sure how much the games were, but as a little collection, it is a fun little game and I think it's a nice game, um, by, um, let the developers know that you care, that sort of thing. So the next up was Beat em Up Archives, and this is in brackets, Cubite uh, Classics, and this is, I'm going to get it wrong, but I think it was four, was it four, was it, I can't even remember, it might even be two, but these were old, classic, arcade, uh, beat em ups, so like Final Fight, Double Dragon, that style of game, and very pixelated, fun games, nowhere near as good as Final Fight or the Turtles arcade games, those sort of games, but if you like beat em ups, it might be something that you might not have played before and they've been remixed up a wee bit, added a bit more to them, save sort of stuff, um, all those bits to ease you into these sort of games. And they're not bad. They're not brilliant, but it's a little collection. If it's not too expensive, then yes, they're fun. They're playable. They are what they are. Give it a go. See what you think of those games. And the last game we played this week was Art of Golf. Now, it's, it's weird to talk about this game. It's played in the viewpoint of like the old Worms games. So 2D side on, and then you pull back the stick or the mouse pad I was using because it's on PC. So you pull back, you click and pull back, and then it, it creates like the arrow and the power where you're firing the ball. Uh, imagine Angry Birds, that sort of style, pull the thing back and let go. And it is just a 2D mountainous sort of things with a little hole and the ball starts with the little flag and you have to try and get to the hole with as little um, shots as possible. Again, if this is a cheap game, I would recommend it. It's a fun game, gorgeous music, art's amazing very i would say vector based because it is so clean and so clear uh with the music very chilled very sedate it just makes it last amazing and yeah i would say it's a good little game art of golf fun game so as always we have daily videos like i say as always we haven't had any for a few weeks i've been busy but normally on a monday we have the uk top 40s charts on a tuesday we have the boostroid videos on the Wednesday, we have the Witch's Best. On the Thursday, we have the retro-inspired videos. On the Friday, we have the podcast. On the Saturday, we have the games played this week. And on the Sunday, we have the roundup of the weekly news. So it's normally gaming and entertainment news. So that is what we do on the podcast. That is what we do each day on the YouTube channel. Please subscribe, like, all that good stuff. Remember, eSports FC24, available on the Xbox. Leave a comment of any football topic you want and subscribe to the channel for a chance to win that game and we'll be giving it away the first week of December, so about a week and a half, two weeks, that type. Uh, get in there. Hi, my name's Cartoon Penguin and I'm a part of Shock Knight's development team and I listen to 1UP Gaming Podcast. News, 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 news.
Dear, dear, one gaming episode seven hundred. Oh, damn, no, 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 it's not three hundred and seventy-seven. If I knew what numbers were, I'd be scared. But I'm a idiot little person, and I don't know what I'm doing half the time. Anyway, we're gonna go through this week's news. So we are gonna do entertainment and gaming news, and so yeah, David, one up gaming did. Miyamoto really say a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is forever bad. A fresh report claims no. Miyamoto is often quoted as saying what he just said, but a critical hit article by Kate Williart Williart digs into the origins of the phrase, which is usually wheeled out whenever a game is delayed to make it better. According to Kate's research, the phrase may have may have originated from Origin Systems in the 80s. Origin Systems was the American video game developer founded by Richard Lord British Garriott and his brother Robert, the best known for the Ultimate and Wing Commander series. Specifically, uh, Siobhan Beeman, who was project director at Origin from 1898. 1989 to 1992 remembers saying a variation of the quote a game is only late until it ships but it but it's bad forever during a computer game development a developers conference in 1996 to the best of my recollection i came up with that phrasing beeman who uh william tracked down said now nearly 30 years later the sentiment certainly existed in the industry especially at places like origin why is this back in the news? In a recently published Half-Life 25th anniversary documentary, Valve co-creator Gabe Newell says pretty much the same thing. Late is just a little while. Suck is forever, right? I had to think what I was saying then. Um, in truth, it's impossible to know the true origins of the phrase. Perhaps it's as old as video games themselves. But there's no de definitive proof Miyamoto, Jesus. Miyamoto came up with it, or has ever even said it? Ask him. So what are the origins of the myth? According to a 2020 report by The History of How We Play, it may have something to do with ra a rather innocuous paragraph published in the June 1998 issue of Next Generation magazine, Nintendo apparently lives by the same mantra that we once saw posted on the wall at a development house. A late game is only late until it ships a bad game. A bad game is bad until the end of time. We applaud Nintendo for that. Perhaps the development house was Origin Systems. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I thought it might have been a bit more definitive than that, but who knows um yeah it's one of those things in it where I, i've always been told it was me motor that said it um again it's always you always get the oh it's been delayed by another three months oh but me and my me motor you know he's, he knows what he's doing he can, yeah. if it's delayed it might get better but if it's released now it'll be bad forever but what do you guys think leave comments next up Xbox Series X and S sales have collapsed in Europe. It's no secret that Microsoft has lost the console war, but the scale of Xbox's collapse in Europe is particularly in stark. Is stark. 
I hear all this phrasing of console wars. Like, no, no, who cares? I've just sold my PS5 today. I haven't touched the PlayStation 5 in six months. You know, it's, it's everyone's apples and oranges and coconuts and melons and all that crap. According to fresh data reported by GI Biz, Sony's PlayStation 5 is comfortably number one in Europe with sales up an incredible 143% over October last year. The near seven-year-old Nintendo Switch is second despite a 20% drop in sales year-on-year, but the Xbox Series X and S have seen a whopping 52% drop in sales. Even month-on-month comparisons are tough for Xbox. PS5 sales are up 11% in October compared to September. Switch sales are up 10%, and Xbox sales are just down just under 20%. G.Biz noted that Xbox's big exclusive staff had launched in September, whereas PlayStation had Marvel's Spider-Man 2 and Nintendo's Super Mario Bros. Wonder in October. Both games broke sales records. Uh, so why does the Series X and S struggle in Europe? What's the cause of dramatic collapse? Blah, 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 blah. Um, the sheer absence of available console stock last year does skew those figures quite a bit, he said. And it's worth noting that Eurozone countries have never been Xbox's strongest territories. They revealed back in February that they only hold 20% of the market versus PlayStation 80%. However, even in the UK, which is a market where Xbox is a lot more competitive, it's been a tough year with Xbox Series S and X sales down 23% year to date. The reality is the console has very little momentum, which is such a crucial element when it comes to how successful a generation is. Um, yeah, so I think we all know Microsoft not doing well. But are we surprised at that? I'm not. Um, I don't know why. It's the same with all these movies and stuff. I think the, the new movie that's just come out, The Marvels, even before the movie had come out, Everyone's saying how bad it had done, how badly it bombed. And I honestly think a lot of these articles that are wrote like that makes people think, ah, oh, it's not about going to watch it then. If it's, if it's doing that badly, I'll just wait a few months and watch it on TV. These sort of articles are undermining the actual people themselves thinking, oh, do you know what? I'll give it a go. I've seen some of the reviews. The reviews look quite good. I might like it. But because people just see the fact that Oh, it's bombed. No one's going to go watch it. All this, that. It just makes you think, oh, what's the point? So, I don't know. Leave comments. Are you going to go see the Marvels? Don't know. Next up, Daisy Ridley says next Star Wars film isn't what she expected. Now, I thought that Daisy Ridley said that she wasn't going to do any more Star Wars movies because she was sick of the other trilogy that she was in and it was annoying. But I guess there's more. Star Wars sequel star Daisy Ridley has said her next film in the galaxy far, far away isn't what she expected. Uh, Ridley said her role reprisal came as a surprise, but she's very excited to return as Rey and thinks the new story is really cool. The untitled film directed by Charmin Obed Shinai was announced at Star Wars Celebration 2023 sorry for the name, as a sequel to the trilogy, sequel trilogy take, oh my god, a sequel to the sequel trilogy taking place 15 years after the events of Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker as Rey looks to rebuild the Jedi Order, 
I'm very excited. The story is really cool. Ridley said in an, a set of the new film. I'm waiting to read the script because obviously I don't have any other updates. Well, how can it sound really cool if you've not read the script? If you don't know what's going on? I think that's just bull. Um, she's being paid a lot of money, so she's saying, oh, it's amazing. She expanded upon this uh, to the Hollywood Report saying, I haven't read anything, but I know the story. It's worth, really worth telling, worth exploring, and I think people would be excited. Though the film was announced at Star Wars Celebration 2023 on April 7th, Ridley said she hadn't even been approached about the role as of February 2023. The rapid turnaround between the initial conversation with Lucasfilms and her appearance at the event had her feeling very nervous, Ridley said. I was shitting myself before I went on stage because no one knew I was going on going to that. No one knew I was going to celebration bar like Lucasfilm president and there were a couple of other people. I was really nervous, blah blah blah. I don't care. I've never been a big Star Wars fan. Um I think there are good kids' movies. Then when you get these grown-ass men going about, oh, we should have a religion of it. No, grow up. It's a fucking kids' movie. Stop it. You're an idiot. But <laughs> too much. Yeah, maybe. But I just don't think that they're... the movies, it's stupid little movies. Go watch it. Have fun. Eat popcorn. Just don't revolve your life around it. So we'll go to the next bit of news, and that is Lawsuit over PlayStation Store prices that could cost Sony $7.9 billion allowed to move forward. A London tribunal is allowing a lawsuit that could cost Sony up to $7.9 billion. Uh, a lawsuit that was filed last year alleges that Sony is abusing its position as the main seller of digital games on the PlayStation Store by charging a 30% commission to developers and publishers. As a result, the lawsuit claims PlayStation is overcharging customers for digital games and DLC. Sony's lawyers attempted to get the lawsuit thrown out, but the tribunal is allowing it to continue. Uh, stipulation that people who made PlayStation purchases after the case was filed in 2022 should be removed from the claimant case. Uh, I don't know, it's weird. I still think that a digital star should be a good 10 20 pound a game cheaper because there's no manufacturing costs there's no shipping costs there's no stores to pay for their fees because i remember i mean this is horrible i remember when i had my own game shop back in 2002 2003 that sort of time the games themselves cost 29 pound to buy, for me to buy and then i had to pay vat on top of that which is value added tax so the games I was buying for like 32, 33 pound each, and we had to sell them for 35 to 40 pounds. So each game I was only making two to seven pound on a game, and a week, every week I had to make 800 pound to pay the rent, the electric, the internet bills, the shop fees, the licensing all that sort of stuff so you imagine how many games you have to sell you know to actually make that kind of money it's it's no wonder that a lot of shops are going out of business this is not sustainable with all the the fees and everything but what do you guys think leave comments do you think that shops should just like do you know what now nah, we're out and 
online stores are the way forward. Because I just, I don't really collect any games anymore. I used to love it. But I just don't do it anymore. I don't have the space, I don't have the time, I don't have the money. So, you create a kid movie on the way with Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio. Um, Jackie Chan and Ralph Macchio made an announcement on Tuesday that they'll be reprising their roles for a new Karate Kid film. It's currently set for a December 13th, 2025 release per a press release from Sony Pictures. So basically, this has been recorded and filmed a year ago because that's what they do. They record it, edit it, put all the VFX sequences in. So it's been recorded for a while. So if this has just been announced, it must be a low-budget movie in my opinion. And while Chan and Machio are back, they still have to find their new Karate Kid and are kicking off a global casting search to do it. Oh, whether so is that... That's... How... Choosing that's including a call to action audition call videos for... Oh, wait there, it's 2023 now, isn't it? I'm an idiot. Yeah, I do apologise. It'll be recorded within a month or two, and then... I think they'll already know who's starring in it. Um, I don't know. I tried to watch Cobra Kai, and I just felt it was an absolute shit show of a show. Shit show of a show. It was just like, oh no, they're not very nice people. We'll beat them up. It's like, well, no, you'd get arrested, and it'd be like, you'd get shut down, and it wouldn't do that. It was just so over the top, so stupid, and... I don't mind the stupid over the top show, but that was just taking the cake and eating it. And I thought it was a crap. Really was. But we'll move on to the next sort of bit of news. Did you like Cobra Kai? Do you like Cobra Kai? Why do you like Cobra Kai? Are you excited? Next up. The Last of Us Part 2 remastered for PS5 confirmed for January 2024. Uh, shortly after the leak confirmed its existence, Naughty Dog officially revealed The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered for PS5 on Friday evening, confirming the release date as well, January the 19th. Um, notably, those who already own The Last of Us Part 2 on PS4 will be able to upgrade to a digital version of The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered on PS5 for $10. Save files will also be able to be imported, into, will be imported into Part 2 Remastered. However, Naughty Dog clarified that upgrade, upgrades for disc copies of the PS4 version are only available if you have a PS5 with a disc drive. Well, yeah, because you can't shove it into the di uh, discless version, can you, idiot? Owners of PS4 disc copies must insert them into the PS5 every time they want to download or play the PS5 digital version. There's no mention of the PC version of the remaster. You can watch the trailer below. Add... Why do we need the remaster already? Already? I don't think it's been out that long, has it? It's crazy. Didn't it actually come out on PS? 2020. And it also got the enhanced backwards compatibility version for PS5 in 2021. That's just crazy. So I don't, oh, I don't know. It's... I think it's absolutely scandalous. I really do. Everyone shits on Microsoft for doing things or saying things. But I remember when PlayStation 5 first was announced, they were like, this is a new generation. We're not 
gonna allow the old games to play on the X on the PlayStation or all these PS5 games gonna be PS5 games only and then two weeks before the PS5 came out by the way those games that are PS5 they're also PS4 backwards compatible it's fine don't worry about it um, and I just think that Sony seems to get a free pass with a lot of their things at least if that was on a Microsoft console they would just release the brand new patch and you just put the disc in it it'd play but what do I know next up Superman Legacy finds its Eve to oh god Tessmacher and who the fuck's Tessmacher and Jimmy Olsen James Gunn's Superman Legacies continue to round out its cast in the weeks following the approval uh, latest additions addition to the DC Studios feature being Sarah Sampaio and Skylar Gizondo oh my god Warner Bros selected Sampaio for the role of Eve Tasmacher. I don't know, I've never even heard of that bloody person in the upcoming film according to Deadline uh, published the same day revealed that Gizondo would also be joining the cast as Jimmy Olsen I don't know who that is either uh, Sampai is an actor of Portuguese model known for her work in Victoria's Secret and she most notably recently appeared on screen in the rom-com at midnight never heard of it taking a drastic tonal shift from the previous role she inhabited to betray uh, let's, assistant turned mistress in the Queen Superman film uh, Gizond Gizondo has been cast as Jimmy Olsen a cub a cub photographer at the Daily Planet what the hell's cub? don't know the 27 year old actor who plays a recurring character on the Righteous Gemstones isn't entirely unfamiliar with the superhero genre having played Gwen's brother Howard Stacey in the Amazing Spider-Man movies However, for both him and Sapphire, starring in Superman Legacy makes an entry point into the DC Universe. I, mm, I, I don't care. I, I really don't care. Uh, I'm interested to see the movie. I really love James Gunn. I love what he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I really loved Brightburn, was it? Brightburn? And I really enjoyed... The Suicide Squad, you know, the newer Suicide Squad. But let's see what happens. So we're going to the next bit of news, and that, my friends, is Family Guy leaves Sunday night slot for the first time in almost two decades. It's official. Family Guy is vacating its Sunday night slot for the first time in about 20 years. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the move was revealed as part of Fox's mid-season schedule and sees the adult themed animated comedy show move to Wednesday night starting March 6th. The move will see Family Guy paired with Animal Control, the network's only live action comedy. Uh, notably, this is the first time Family Guy won't air on a Sunday night since Fox resurrected the show back in 2005. The last time it aired on a Wednesday weekday was back in 2002. Family Guy originally debuted in 1999 and ran for three seasons, initially airing on Thursday nights. It was eventually cancelled by Fox after three seasons, but was picked up in 20, 2004 after a resurgence of popularity thanks to re reruns on Adult Swim and as solid DVD sales. Family Guy Season 4 debuted on May 1st, 2005, and the show has enjoyed its comfortable Sunday night slot ever since. 
creator Seth MacFarlane has been pretty vocal about his relationship with Fox in the past, once saying that he wished the show was on any other network. Tucker Carlson's latest opinion piece once again makes me wish Family Guy was on any other network, he said. Look, Fox, we both know this marriage isn't working anymore. The sex is only only the sex is only once a year, and I got I don't get along with your mother and well, I've been having an affair with NBC. McFarlane also temporarily quit the show back in May until the WGA writers strike was resolved. What this new show slot new time slot means, the show remains to be seen. It's thought that this could go one of two ways. Either Fox is confident Family Guy can stand its own two feet, or it's lost faith in the show and it's putting it out to pasture. Family Guy season 22 continues on Fox on November 26th. The new schedule begins when season 23 debuts on March 6th. Um, yeah, normally they do this, don't they, when they just don't want to have the, the show anymore, they're sick of it. So they just change the time slot and then they're like, oh, look how shit it's doing. So yeah, it wasn't doing shit until you've done that. But are you guys still watching Family Guy? I mean, I must admit, I have not watched Family Guy properly since about season 12-ish. So going by this, it's like 10 years ago. Wow. Anyway. Um, well, yeah, do you guys watch Family Guy? I can't remember I asked. Do you watch it? Have you enjoyed it? Is it still good? Did they have Brian in it again? Didn't they kill him off and he came back after a few days? I don't know. Next up, <clears throat> The Walking Dead star Stephen Yen's top secret MCU role revealed. The Walking Dead star Stephen Yen uh, is heading to the MCU as the Sentry. During an interview with comic book artist David Finch, The Walking Dead creator Robert Kirkman spilled the beans on who Yen will be playing. My good friend Stephen is playing the Sentry in a movie. Sentry aka Robert Reynolds first appeared in the comic books in the Sentry number one back in 2000. The Marvel Knights miniseries ran for just five issues before moving into the series of flashback one uh, flash, oh god. One shot that saw the Sentry team up with the likes of the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man and the Hulk. He returned in 2005 as part of the New Avengers and has since appeared in the Mighty Avengers and the Dark Avengers. The middle-aged, overweight Reynolds isn't a superior at first, but begins to remember that he was once the Sentry, a superior of the power of a million suns. His arch-enemy, the Void, is returning. And he has to recruit the help of Earth's mightiest heroes to fend him off. Eventually, Reynolds realises he and the Void are two halves of the same person. And that he previously removed all memory of the, of the century from the world. A la Spider-Man No Way Home, including his home, to ensure his two halves remain separate forever. How faithful to the big screen adaptation will be remains to be seen. But it sounds as though when... We'll be getting a costume, yeah, he called me, he went in for costume fitting. I hope I'm not, I don't think this is spoiler or anything that will get anybody in trouble. I don't know, maybe, we'll see, I don't care. I don't work for Marvel, what are they going to do to me? Might have dropped the ball a bit there, Kirkman also revealed that Yen's costume will draw from the Sentry's classic colours, which are the same as those worn by his other superhero role, Invincible. 
Yeah, he called me and said, I just came back from costume for in for the century. I guess I only do superheroes that are yellow and blue, he said. He was at the costume for in and was like, oh crap, I forgot Inc Incredible was oh yellow and blue. I don't even know who Invincible is. Uh, is Invincible uh, makes the MCU debut in Thunderbolts, which is due out on July 25th, 2025. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Are you excited for that? Or do you not really care about that? Let me know in the, in the, in the notes, in the comments. Let me know. So that is the entertainment and gaming news for this week. So I'll have a quick break and come back with the UK Top 40 charts. So yeah, back in a few seconds. Hi, my name is Justin. I'm the developer of Pur Rocket, an iOS space game with cats. And I listen to the one Off Gaming Podcast. You can find a link to download my game at facebook.com slash purrocket. So we're still here, still David, still one Up Gaming, and we're still at episode 377. Yeah. I don't know why I was going to say 372. 377. This is the One Up Game podcast. I'm going to go into this week's UK Top 40 chart for the games. First of all, if you want a chance to win an Xbox version of EA Sports FC24, just leave any comment on our YouTube videos about soccer, football, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and we'll go through these, and we'll give this code away at the first week of December. So get those comments in, get those subscribes in, subscribes, subscriptions in, and we'll give this game away. So uh, I guess we'll go straight into this week's top 40. Number 40, The Grinch Christmas Adventures, published by Outright Games. Uh, number 39, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition, published by Bandai Namco. Number 38, Robocop Rogue City, published by Nacon. Number 37 is Robocop Rogue... No. Number 37 is Cyberpunk 2077, published by Bandai Namco. 36 is Resident Evil 4, published by Capcom. 35 is NBA 2K24, published by Take-Two. 34 is Persona 5 Tactica. Tactica? Tactica. Right. Number 34 is Persona 5 Tactica, published by Atlas. 33 is The Legends of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, published by Nintendo. That's dropped quite quick. They'll be in the 40s for ages though. 32 is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, published by Electronic Arts. 31 is The Last of Us Part 1, published by Sony. 30 is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, published by Activision. Number 29 is The Crew Motorfest. Published by Ubisoft. 28 is Just Dance 2024 edition. Published by Ubisoft. 27 is Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Published by Sony. 26 is Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Published by Ubisoft. 25 is Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. Published by Maximum Games. 24 Sonic Superstars. Published by Sega. 23 is Lego 2K Drive, published by Take-Two. That's been in the charts a while. Uh, 22 is God of War Ragnarok, published by Sony. 
21 is Final Fantasy 10, 16. Yeah, Final Fantasy 16. Square Enix. Number 20, Minecraft Legends, published by Mojang. Number 19 is Grand Theft Auto 5, published by Take 2. Number 18 is Mario Plus Rabbids Spark of Hope by Ubisoft. Ubisoft. 17, Animal Crossing New Horizons, published by Nintendo. 16, For Spoken, published by Square Enix. 15, Gran Turismo 7, published by Sony. 14, Minecraft, published by Nintendo. So I guess that's the Switch version. 13, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, published by Warner. Number 12, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, published by Warner Brothers. Number 11, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, published by Nintendo. So now we have the UK Top 10, and that is Mortal Kombat 1 at 10 by Warner Brothers. At 9, Nintendo Switch Sports by Nintendo. Number 8, Assassin's Creed Mirage by Ubisoft. Number 7, Bluey, the video game by Outright Games. That sounds so wrong. Number 6, Super Mario RPG by Nintendo. Number 5, Super Mario Brothers Wonder by Nintendo. Number 4, Marvel Spider-Man 2 by Sony. Number 3, Sports FC24 by Electronic Arts. So if you want to win that, subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave comments about soccer. 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 by Activision Blizzard. And at number 1, as I said before, as soon as it came for the Switch, it'd be out back to number 1. Hogwarts Legacy by Warner Brothers. And that's thanks to Games Press and the GFK Entertainment Software Chats, all formats. So that is thank you to them. And that, my friends, is that that is the uk top 40 charts thank you to them and i will just say so yeah so thank you all for watching it's been me david want gaming uh episode 372 of the one again no 300 377 god my brain doesn't work i'm tired I'm really tired and 377 the game podcast uh please subscribe to the youtube channel please watch our videos like us, share us, enter to win the EA Sports FC24. Uh, go to our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. Uh, on there, we've got reviews, news, features, that type of stuff. That type of stuff for the kind of speak, it's not working. Um, you can buy t shirts like this and the hats on our Etsy store. Just go to Etsy and then search One Up Gaming, all one word, and you can find us on there. Um, Getting close to the Christmas rush now, so if you do want something, you need to order quick so we can get that out for you. Now it takes a week, week and a bit for the shipping and everything to get out. Um, as always, sponsored by Games Inspired Music. Um, stream it, buy it, and 20% of each sale will go to the Child's Play Charity. We have our first 100 podcasts available as a USB cassette, and £1 of each sale will go to the Diabetes UK Charity. Other than that, Thank you all for watching. It's been me, David, One Up Gaming, 377 of the podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. Tell you the best. <laughs> <laughs> My boy, say, it's about to go down. Hey, yo, Kante, let's go.
they go. I got you. Shout it, wanna work it for me. Watching that she's working for me. Clapping like you wanna hit it. Girl, go hit it, work that. Super stupid, work it, put it, take it, girl, it's work that. Loving how you work it, do it. No, I wanna work that. Shout it, wanna work it for me. Watching that she's working for me. Clapping like you wanna hit it. Girl, go hit it, work that. Super stupid, work it, put it, take it, girl, it's work that. Loving how you work it, do it. No, I wanna work that. She got a world star booty. She can be my honey, baby. I low kiss she go. I know she wants trips, put it on the floor. They turn it to a magic trick. That money make her make it show you can't get every tip. Go to the bartender, the maker of the drinks. For every suitor that you got, they tip you big. They sloppy with it, but the money keeps spilling. Ain't no problem with it, then big. If you know she thick with it, I like a back action. So I'ma catch a slow, so I'ma sit back, so I can do some more. With a dance like that, I probably throw a bank roll. This is for the girls that know how to work the pole. Shout it, wanna work it for me? Watching that she twerk it for me, clapping like you wanna hit it. Girl, go hit it, work that.